The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Once again, Ireland gutted, disappointed, all the rest of it. While you not bringing home any gongs and not bringing home any national pride either, it has been decades now since we've won a Eurovision. We actually have a reputation for being brilliant winners of the competition, but not recently. It's a bit like the Irish football team. We talk a lot about it, but we don't win a whole lot, unfortunately, if the analogy stands up. But let's see what we should do in the future, because we have two interested spectators who are Eurovisioners. One is John O'Brennan, who's a political scientist, and Jean Monet, Professor of European Integration at NUI Minute. And we're also joined by Johnny Fallon, who is a consultant at Car Communications and a big Eurovision fan. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome to The Hard Shoulder. Thank you very much. If I can come to you first, John, I I notice you've been saying things on social media about this. It's probably an unusual one to put out on your Twitter account compared to what your other material is. But do you think we should just throw our hat at it because we've been so unsuccessful? Is it just, you know, this was something we did in the 80s and 90s. We were good at that. It got bigger. New countries came in. It became more competitive. And we're we're just not at the races. Is, Is that your view at this stage? Well, the simple truth, Dennett, is we haven't been at the races for a very long time. We've sent one decent song over the last 10 years. That was in 2018, Reiner who got to the final. But every year we send rubbish songs sung by rubbish acts. And then everybody is tremendously surprised that we don't go through to the final. So I'm suggesting there's a really fundamental problem here. And we should be doing things completely differently. There are other European countries that were in this position previously, and they sort of stepped back. They were honest with themselves about how badly they were doing, and they changed things around. We don't seem to have done any of that, and the result of it is that year after year, we face this inevitable failure when we send these terrible songs to the semi-final. But John, just just to give a bit of backing here to the guys who actually went out there, you thought it was a dreadful song. I mean, it's it's music is in the ears of the beholder, right? I mean, it, you, you can't just come on the radio and say it was. You thought it was a dreadful song. Others may take a different view. Correct? That's true, but I think the empirical evidence stands for itself. Every single year, the result is the same. We enter these songs; they don't get past the semi-final. There's a whole response in Ireland which says, "Ah, weren't they great? Didn't they do great?" But no, of course they didn't because people don't vote for them. So self-evidently, and that there's something really wrong. But is it actually the end of the world if we don't win? I mean, what's so bad about it? We're not hosting it, so the money is is smaller than would be if you were hosting it. You, you know, there's a big amount of countries involved. Like, it's a huge race, if you want to use that analogy. I mean, what, what's so terribly bad if we don't win it every year or even win it over a few decades? Well, we used to be Eurovision royalty. We were the aristocrats of Europe in the 1990s. Now we are the plants. Uh, people have sympathy with us. And they express this sympathy usually after we thrown out unceremoniously from the semi-final like last night. On Saturday night, I think it's almost certain that Laureen is going to win for Sweden. This is the second time she's entered the competition. I think it's the second time she'll have won. And then that means that Sweden will catch up to us as the country that has won most Eurovision Song Contest. Now, I think we could learn from the way Sweden selects its acts Every single year they send a good song, a plausible act, and their staging is brilliant. Everything connected to their songs usually is. One of the reasons I think they're very successful is they put a lot of work into choosing their act. They use their melody and festival uh, to kind of process their competition and select the 
best. Okay, so a, a, a reform of the, the way we, we pick the entrants. Okay, let me bring in my other guest, who's Johnny Fallon of Car Communications. Johnny, I mean, it's it's simply true. We haven't won in decades. I think it's 26 years, to be precise. There is some money involved. There's national pride. Certainly gets dented, if nothing else. We, we pride ourselves on being musical, our musicality, our songwriting expertise. It doesn't seem to work. Is it time to give Johnny Logan a, a ring and bring him out of retirement? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think there probably is. Uh, there's, there's, look, different countries have had different approaches uh, as regards selecting uh, an artist and selecting a song and various uh, song contests uh, have been tried in different countries. There are a multitude of ways you can approach the problem. I would agree with John that, you know, look, there is a fundamental problem in how we're approaching the contest in, in Ireland. I don't think it's just with the powers that be, although they, they have to carry the, the cam for us. There's a fundamental problem in how Ireland actually sees itself at Eurovision. Now, first of all, I think you're right insofar as it doesn't matter whether we're winning it or not. Eurovision is the world's greatest celebration of fun, pure and simple. It's, 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 it's something to be enjoyed. We should be there, along with every other nation that's there. It's just good to be enjoying something that's harmless, fun and good, and you can wave a bit of national pride without offending anybody. And it's, it's just a wonderful celebration. So I think we should be there uh, each year at a contest. The problem is that, yeah, we do have a hang up because we used to win it and we used to look back at, you know, oh, we were really good. But the truth is, back when Ireland won it, everybody in Ireland was really into the Eurovision. Everybody cared about it. Everybody cared about the Irish. Now we tend as a nation to dismiss the contest. We need to get over ourselves on that. And that starts not just within RTE, but elsewhere. You know, the, the song you're saying, uh, you know, last night, that it, it was it's subjective and some people like it, some people don't. It's not really all that subjective. The top 10 songs in Eurovision are absolutely obvious every year. Look at the bookies. It's obvious. Look at the downloads. Look at the YouTube hits. They're the songs that are going to get there. But Johnny, we, 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 we did send, we did send uh, Jedward. We've sent Dustin the Turkey. I mean, there is a case what, to be what, made that we don't really know what we want. I mean, obviously it changes every year, but there, we've got to done the novelty act, then we're back to serious acts, then we're, we're, we're jumping and chopping and changing all the time, aren't we? Well, we are to a degree. Um, um, and one of the problems there is some of the acts you mentioned, like Dustin was a disaster. That should just never have happened. You know, we ended up offending all of Europe with that song. But you mentioned Jedward. Now, Jedward was a real entry. I wasn't big fans of the guys myself, but they had a really powerful entry. You play lipstick anywhere on any radio station now and people go, well, that's Jedward. They were in the Eurovision. People remember. Any of the songs from the last 10 years, play them on the radio and you will struggle to get any young person able to identify that that was a Eurovision entry. This year's song charted at 93 in the Irish charts. Yeah, Irish so. people weren't even buying it or interested in listening to it. We need younger people. And one of our fundamental problems, I would suggest, is that the Late Late Show audience, and I do watch the Late Late Show, but we are not the audience that should be selecting what is a contest designed of music for young people that's edgy, that's experimental, that goes on trends, captures the zeitgeist. So what, uh, are, You're not going to get that. Are you suggesting, Johnny, essentially a load of old fogies, if I can be so <laughs> dismissive, are selecting uh, contemporary state-of-the-art music and making a, a hash of it? Yeah, to be honest with you, it's people like me, you know, that will watch the late, late and I'm a middle-aged guy, you know, go around. I shouldn't be the one selecting a song because I'm going to select something like Chris Christopherson or something like that. But that's <laughs> there, not mm, there's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what's going to sell across your When you look at the songs, you can immediately tell because you can tell 
the really big songs, it's out, look, that's something that's going to okay. travel across Europe. That's okay, just stay, we stay, have to get younger yeah, people involved. Stay there for a second, um, Johnny. Let me go back to John O'Brennan. John, a load of old fogies are picking the entrance. There's your problem. Is absolutely right about this. Everybody involved in choosing wild youth should hang their heads in shame. They should resign immediately and they should have nothing to do with ever picking marriage. You, you really don't like wild youth, do you? <laughs> it's not just them. I mean, Brooks Cullion last year was equally awful in my view. So there's a pattern that goes back years and it's the same people. What about Johnny Rotten? We had the old Sex Pistols frontman about two months ago was in the list, remember? Oh, well. We're so relieved we didn't have to put up with that. But at, at the very least, I would say, we should look at the example of countries like France and Spain. About 10 years ago, they were in exactly the position they're in now. They weren't at the races any year they sent their acts. They completely reformulated the way they did things. And every year now, they're amongst the top five or six acts that Johnny was talking about that are immediately identifiable from the moment they're selected nationally. So I'm saying that there are examples that there in Europe we could look at and adopt and that we could turn this around very quickly. But we have to have a completely different approach from the one we've had in recent years. OK, let me go back to, to Johnny on this. Johnny, I mean, we can try different things. We can go to a Johnny Rotten and go completely avant-garde and out of the, the form book. We, you know, it is it is a bit naff, elements of the Eurovision. Maybe we're too serious. We're actually selecting proper bands with, with real songs. Maybe we're actually taking it too seriously and being a little bit po-faced. And also, finally, are we being a little bit presumptuous walking in there and saying, well, we won back in the 80s and 90s. Get out of our way. We deserve to win again. We don't deserve it unless we're good enough. We, we, you're absolutely true. We are far too presumptuous about it. We shouldn't be. We've no right to be. We have a right to be there and enjoy it. And there's nothing wrong with, with failure. There's nothing. Somebody has to come last. Nothing wrong with that. But experiment a little. Get younger people. There's no point putting Johnny Rotten in there. There's no point putting in Brian McFadden. There's no point putting in washed up stars who can't sell <laughs> records anymore. What about my Johnny I'm Logan plan? You're shooting that down. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, Johnny Logan himself wouldn't enter anymore because Johnny Logan would tell you, look, that was my time when I was there and I was at the cutting edge of music and I had a certain sense for what people... But people who can't release a record... Now, why do you think that all of Europe is going to buy a record from somebody that can't even sell records in Ireland? Like, we just have to get serious. There are two types of entries in Eurovision. There is the songs that are going to win, the really competitors. And then after that you're in a lottery of also rams for standouts. And that's where you get the joke entries and all that kind yeah, of thing. Okay. We fall into the bland kind of category in the middle of it. But I will say it's not just, uh, again, because RTE get a, a, a tough rap too, because, you know, they have the, the job of selecting it. They listen to an awful lot of rubbish songs that are sent in to them. <laughs> and we really, we really have... Got to feel sorry for the fogies, is what, is, is what you're saying, essentially. They, they may yeah, not get well, it right, but it's heavy, it's heavy going. I'm going to have to leave it there, unfortunately. Going. Johnny Fallon, who is from Car Communications, and John O'Brien, who is a political scientist based at NUI Minute. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.